This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks a lot for being with us. I'm Billy Ambody. Shay Dixon is here as well. Last pod, we previewed the quarterbacks going into spring ball. Probably the most, I would say, interesting position to monitor, of course. But another one that we're going to go to right now is the running back room. You look at the talent that's on campus and is going to be on campus this summer as well with the 2021 signees. You've got a former five-star and John Emery Jr. returning. Ty Davis-Price, another top running back in that same class with Emery. He's returning, and both had their moments where they impressed. Kevontre Bradford came on a little bit at the end of 2020 as well. And he's a four-star prospect, another top 150 overall prospect on the 24-7 sports composite. And then a former walk-on in Josh Williams, showing a little wiggle uh, at times in the 2020 season. They're going to be joined by Armani Goodwin, a four-star running back, one of my favorite running backs in the entire class. He set the Alabama state record in the 60-meter dash this year. He was averaging close to 10 yards a carry. And by the way, that's coming off of a torn ACL as a junior. He's as an explosive running back as it gets in the country. Great job by Kevin Falk getting him on board to complement the guy that Kevin Falk identified really early on in Corey Kiner, who's Mr. Ohio uh, in football this year as he capped a record-setting dominant career for Roger Bacon in the Cincinnati area. And another uh, Mr. Football, Joe Burrow. So LSU has plenty of talent in this running back room, uh, especially by the time fall camp begins next year. And Shay, when you looked at this group, you had Ty Davis-Price and John Emery last year averaging a really nice yards per carry uh, last year and and kind of, you know, Jekyll and Hyde a little bit, though, in terms of what you got from them on a game-by-game basis. That had to do a little bit, I think, with the offensive line, you know, kind of struggling at times, you know, starters shuffled in and out, you know, at times with Dare Rosenthal and guys like that. This is a group that has talent. And with Miles Brennan coming back, Max Johnson, TJ Finley, if they can establish the run much better than they certainly did in 2020, They've got a chance to, again, build off of that early performance of, of 2020, which really, and, and overall, finishes one of the better offenses in the SEC. The running back room is, is an interesting position to watch in spring, Shay. I think if I'm going through every position and debating where kind of where I stand on it and making predictions and bold or not and, and giving an assessment – you listed off all of this talent and look, Chris Curry goes to Utah as the transfer and they're still so deep with talent. And I have a good sample size of two years for guys up front and Davis price and Emory. Uh, I've seen a bit now of Bradford uh, playing as a, a little bit there at the end of his freshman year. Uh, and certainly these, uh, these high school guys, you know, it's well documented. We have a lot of film on them. I have no clue what this group is going to, how it's going to shake out, what's going to happen. Because for me, Billy, and I ran through this on, the breakdown, but when I reflect back on how they fared in 2020 uh, and kind of what my final thoughts on that was is 
everyone fell short of expectations. No one separated themselves. Uh, Davis Price, I thought, would be the guy, and then Emory could certainly, um, you know, emerge into someone who could match him or whatever it might be. And they matched each other, but it was under 500 yards on the year. Nobody averaged more than 50 yards a game. The running game as a kind of a unit never really got going. Uh, and really what Davis Price was the only guy who went over 100 in touches, and that was barely. I think he had 104 or five on the year. Um, and his touchdown total, he had six as a freshman. He had three last year. That's not what you expect from him. You want more consistent, uh, more consistent play, I should say, from John Emery. You want him to be a home run threat for you, um, certainly in the passing game as well. Uh, and you want to know now what can you get out of Bradford now that Chris Curry's gone and uh, it seems he'll probably play more. You bring in these freshmen. We could debate this one all day. I think you could make a case for anyone to be the starter. And I'd say, well, they're going to play a couple guys. So I could see it. I shift more ability to wondering you've got Jake Pete's in, you've got DJ Mangus in, you're changing what you're doing with uh, your offense as a whole. We've seen how much a running back was involved with Clyde Edwards Elair in 2019. Uh, emerged into a first-round pick because of it uh, and how they utilized him. Who do they find to do that uh, in this new offense? And then secondary, what happens with – this is the most hotly debated thing, Billy. Are they still doing a running back rotation here, or is Jake Pete's instilling this, look, here's the flow of the game, and, and here's how uh, – kind of I'll put my foot down on how I think the order should go. Uh, because a year ago, that was something that Ed Orgeron said Kevin Falk was just a fan of series by series to get the guys involved. Yeah, I think there there's something to be said for a rotation, keeping guys fresh. Obviously, they didn't have to do that in 2019 with Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, ending up having the season that he had. Just unbelievable. Still kind of in awe at what he was able to do in so many different facets of the game. But when you look at this running back room now, I, I think consistency is the biggest thing that, that we're looking at as far as spring ball and, and the question marks. I mean, you know, we remember John Emery as a freshman and, and Joe Burrow sending him off the field after a missed protection. Is his protection issues going to, you know, continue to take, uh, are they going to go away? Is he going to, is he going to get that right? Ty Davis Price, is he going to continue to develop uh, as far as a, you know, make you miss kind of guy? Is he going to add that element to his game? You know, you do, you've got Josh Williams who, who showed some wiggle against uh, Ole Miss, I believe it was, uh, you know, uh, to cap the year. And, and can he make some noise in this running back room? It's, it's a consistency thing that I think has to, you know, be figured out. And, and it's probably going to be something that's going to take getting into the season. And will it be a rotation? That's probably a, a great question because sometimes, you know, you take somebody out that is in a rhythm and, you know, it can kind of stall a little bit in your running game if, if, if somebody else isn't in a rhythm. So I think they're going to try to find somebody that is going to be a uh, lead back, a guy that gets a lion's share of the carries. Now, will that look like what Clyde Edwards Lair did in 2019? I don't think so. I think they're it's, it's going to be a little bit more, uh, you know, split up, but uh, they've got to find somebody that's going to take the bull by its horns. We haven't seen that from really anybody in the room uh, just yet. And Kevin Falk finding that kind of, formula to making that happen is is probably as important as anything yeah uh, it's going to be interesting and i do think that they'll shake that up a bit um for me and look we were we ran through our bold predictions and uh predicted the starters and all that and like i said it's tough for me to do all this i do think that one of the sort of surprises maybe for me at least leaving spring 
is that we're going to hear, and the prediction could be that Brad, it's Trey Bradford, and that's someone clearly they want to get involved in the passing game, much like Edward Zelair was, but um, a guy they can get out into the flats and, and give him space. And then you double back to a five-star, John Emery. That's also what he can be. I think that this offense, if you're Jake Peach, you're coming from coaching Christian McCaffrey for multiple years. He's the, the best to do it in the NFL right now. And uh, even in a level above a guy like Kamara in terms of what he can do, both running and catching the football, how that makes it, you know, gives the defense so many different fits. Billy, I, just, I, I think that more than anything, when Jake Peets is looking at his offense and he gets the running back spot, he's going to say, who's the guy that can do both? Who's the guy that can give me uh, someone I can put out there at all times and could be dangerous catching it uh, and running it? And, and look, I think that Ty Davis-Price can catch it and run it as well. This is going to be an interesting competition. But I feel like Emory and Bradford are those natural kind of guys who, when you get them into space, that's when they're at their best. Uh, catching the football would certainly fall into that. One of them, I think, becomes the talk of the spring uh, when we hear Ed Orgeron or whoever, whoever it might be uh, talking about who shined in scrimmages or who looks really good in practice. Uh, I could see Pete's wanting to find one of those type of guys. Yeah, and I mean, as somebody who watched Trey Bradford a lot in high school at Lancaster in Texas, he's got the speed, he's got that ability, and he just wasn't even – use much in the passing game at Lancaster. They didn't need to. He was just rolling. I think he averaged like eight, nine yards of carry as a senior. So getting him into that passing game, that explosiveness, something that I think needs to happen. And I think that's probably one of the more exciting things that I'm looking for from this 2021 offense, similar to 2019, where Clyde was a key in the in the passing game and all the different ways they got him involved. I remember the touchdown catch at Alabama that everybody knows about right before the half that really kind of you know, put the pedal down at least uh, to, to finish that half after that interception. And, you know, getting the running backs involved in the passing game is so important. It makes the defense play the entire field and respect everything about you offensively. And I think that's something that uh, needs to you know come back, like you mentioned. And Jake Peets has some experience with guys that can do that. So I'm excited about that. We'll see what they bring to the table in 2021 offensively in that regard. As far as a kind of a way too early prediction and i didn't peg a starter in my uh prediction kind of a cop-out i guess you could say but one thing i did say is that i think armani goodwin's gonna make a lot of noise and be in that top part of the rotation and just because his speed he's built well um, he's got all of the things you kind of look for in a running back these days and running backs have been known at least to be able to step in to college campuses and make a little bit of noise right away uh, if they can pick up the protections. And that's probably one of the things that Armani Goodwin's going to have to work on and do. But I think he's going to be a surprise. And I guess that's not or that's not a spring ball prediction, but I just want to look ahead way too early to week one. And I think you're going to see a good bit of Armani Goodwin. Yeah, we did our, you can catch, we all predicted in every one of these series of breaking down and uh, the positions and Sonny's is in there. So you can actually get all of our predictions for all these. I I made a prediction because I stuck with what I felt entering last year, which is that all around Davis Price was their best running back. I think that it's he did it at Southern Lab. He can catch the football. Uh, he's certainly, um, at least across the past two seasons, and if we're talking about this crop, uh, has proven to be the best at blocking uh, and knows his assignments. So I think there's a trust level that comes with him being out there now, granted. Uh, you've got guys all getting older, you've got newcomers coming in and 
uh, a new slate with Jake Pete. So uh, this could be shaked up, you know, you could shake it up a good bit. I just still think that Davis Price gives you, when healthy, look, him and Emory weren't healthy at the end of the year. Uh, we'll see how they look this spring, but I think he gives you sort of a little bit of everything to where then you can bring in that Emory or Bradford uh, to be a change of pace of sorts, uh, but to be that sort of one-two punch, a thunder and lightning type uh, deal. And I think that works and it could play well. Certainly a lot of SEC teams, and you know, kind of roll with two backs and and them not being similar in, in sort of that regard. So I'll roll TDP starter and then give me, you know, one of those other two guys is playing just as often. But I am high on Goodwin. I do think he's going to be interesting coming off a, what, 60-meter state champ in Alabama. I know he won one of them. Um, that's impressive. Yep. So got a kid with some size and speed coming from a good uh, program, you know, playing high-level Alabama high school football, as you noted. Uh, even in the SEC, they're not afraid to play those guys early. We saw Emory and TDP guys who are now juniors playing right away as freshmen uh, in that national championship season. So I would, this, I'll end it how I started it. I have no clue. This position fell short of my expectations a year ago. I think that they'll rise above uh, that this year and, and certainly have a bounce back season, but it's tough for me to tell you right now, six months out, I had a spring ball kind of what the pecking order might be. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It, it certainly fell short of expectations, no doubt. And I, I mean, that that's just it, I, for whatever reason. I mean, it, it's weird. I mean, these guys had a lot of experience. You know, Chris Curry was coming off a strong finish to his season with that Oklahoma, uh, that performance against Oklahoma in the college football playoff. I mean, you just kind of felt like they'd be able to lean a little bit more on these guys last year, but wasn't the case. I think this year they bounce back in year two of Kevin Falk having the position and, and we get a little bit of that explosiveness we thought we'd have uh, on the field watching them uh, for LSU. And it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. But we'll continue these position-by-position breakdowns on the Go247 podcast, as well as Go247.com. And be sure to check them out. Much more in-depth, all the stats, you know, storylines to watch, previews, predictions, all that stuff. We're rolling them out as spring football is upon us. March 16th, Tigers are back on the field leading up to their spring football game in April. Until next time, guys, thanks for listening to the Go 24-7 podcast. A quick reminder, leave us a rating, leave us a review, and subscribe to the Go 24-7 podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. So till next time, guys, thanks for listening, and have a good one. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.